Redesign Travel is an interview series and podcast where we chat to experts, entrepreneurs, designers, researchers, and travelers of the world to explore how we can reimagine, reinvent, redesign, and regenerate travel. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I'm so happy to be here, to be healthy, to be connected with you, and to be here one more year in uh, Redesign Travel podcast. I started this venture October 2020 with the hopes to get connected with conversations and people that are and have been inspiring for me and to move those into the realm of just other people and other friends and colleagues being able to join into those conversations. And we're now one year in this, this um, experiment, really. And it's been such a great ride. I've, I've been really grateful for uh, the time, the learnings, the insights, and uh, more importantly, uh, the connections and the relationships and the buildup that so many of these conversations have brought, not only for us doing the conversations themselves, but also for people out there who have been inspired, who have connected, who have learned new things, uh, started their own journey after listening to a podcast and have circled back. So if any episode has been been, uh, of inspiration to you has opened um, a new realm. I would love to hear about it. Um, this is one of the disadvantages of a podcast that you're mainly um, sharing to the world and there's no space for comments and uh, feedbacks uh, in the real time. And uh, most of you know where to find me uh, via LinkedIn. Uh, I'm quite active there. Uh, so feel free to send me a message to connect with the Redesign Travel Podcast page there and just share with me how, how things have been for you. Uh, if there's any particular um, podcast episode that really brought some insights and we've really talked to such a variety of of humans of people as i said i only uh, speak to people that i admire or really inspire me in so many ways and i'm hoping to bring that to you so so yeah so that's for the the happy new year and as we start here so I'm actually coming out of COVID myself. It's happening again. <laughs> it's the beginning of 2022. And uh, we're all going through this. And just a, an opportunity to really, you know, this podcast is called Redesign. And it's all about like, how do we rethink, reimagine, reshape not only what we do, but who we are. And um, this time... Uh, you know, I've really planning, uh, especially me that I'm in the travel industry. Uh, how do you write up a business plan right now? It's it's um, pretty much uh, impossible because <laughs> we don't know timelines. We don't know what we can we can put in some numbers and expectations, but we're kind of opening to understanding especially in the third year that to me what's more is more important is what are the questions we ask ourselves and 
I was really inspired uh, during this holiday. I was reading uh, Peter Shine, uh, Humble Inquiry, and it's all about what questions do we need to ask, you know, rather than ask, looking for the answers, looking for what we need is like, what are those questions that can really uh, take us to the next step? And I love the fact that he adds this component of humble, because sometimes this questions I've been, I've been doing this self-questioning um, for many years, but it's true that some of those questions always had a goal or a direction or a specific thing I wanted to get out of it, even if it was supposed to be an inquiry. There was still some knowing within the question itself that I would bring in. And this component of humble really asks us to look at ourselves and take even a further step back and understand what does humble mean for me in terms of where I'm at and how I'm asking the question, but also more importantly, what it means to the world. So I wanted to take today's episode just like... Um, Normally, I'm not speaking that much in our podcast. I'm more um, just interviewing. But I didn't want to connect with you uh, personally because uh, with some of you, it's been a while that, that we've talked. I hadn't done like a, an episode by myself for a while. And I just wanted to, I'm kind of improvising. Um, it's not that I have a specific uh, list of things I want to say share, but I wanted to share with you some of the things that, that I am thinking about and also just kind of put you up to date where uh, things are going also in terms of a redesign in general, in terms of, of travel, business and life um, and some things that, that have come up. So, so yes, yeah, so about this questions. Yeah. I'm just reflecting, you know, these days is the beginning of the year. It's a time where a lot of people set up new goals, new intentions, new ways of, of being for me personally, I celebrate my new year on my birthday. So I don't, I do that exercise then. And I usually do new years more as a check-in where I'm at more of a gratitude place. And I think this year more than, than many others, I felt the need to really look around my life and be grateful for, for the things, for the people, for the changes, for all that's happened and really amplify that, that gratitude channel to really go into the most uh, smallest of things. And explore why I'm so grateful they're part of my life and and also as a time for asking these questions you know and it's combined also with the fact that that you know as a business um, entrepreneur you do want to set some business orientation goals plan strategy and with the world right now going through another wave of the pandemic, uh, it does create questions. So I've actually sat down a bit to think about what are those questions? Like what, what do I need to be able to answer in my life, in business, um, for my clients, for our network? You know, what is the best way that I can prepare and also uh, create a strategy that is resilient and also allows us to expand. And I think that's something I've been asking myself for some time now. What, what elements, what are those uh, pillars of 
pillars of truth, I want to say, that are holding up the structure. And if we want to talk about business, we can. Uh, but I think this is also applicable to personal life. What are those pillars of life, of, of where I'm at, of myself, of my beliefs, right? And in a business, it would be about my values, why the why I'm doing what I'm doing? Why does the business exist? What is my relationship with my customers, with my partners, with my employees, with what's what, what's going on there? What are those pillars that hold it together and can be put and really seen in a way that they um, are unshakable? So that's a resilient piece. And then, but also open so that they can expand, scale, magnify those virtues, let's say, to, to the world. So, so that's things I contemplate. And I guess based on that is how I build a strategy now so that it can also be zoomed in and zoomed out it can go through different phases and, you know, and again, uh, we're in travel. So you, you guys can imagine, I mean, for those of you who are in the travel industry, you know, firsthand, for those of you who are not in the travel industry, but are travelers, you know, secondhand and also firsthand in a way, because uh, you travel. So you've seen how fluctuous uh, everything is. So imagine running and um, doing the strategy for a social enterprise in travel right now. Um, it's been quite a journey. Um, so I think looking for those things like why, what are those pillars, how, what do you want to do in the world? What impact you want to have? Of course, looking at revenue and your relationship with customers and then creating this morpheus uh, strategy that allows for, for growth, transformation and change to be part of it. And I think this is, uh, a big part of what's different now is that we really need to uh, create with change in mind. We need to uh, have those questions, that humble inquiry, those questions of what might be, uh, be an intrinsic part of the strategy. Because those questions, whenever those, those questions will give you the resilience because when things change, when the answers change, First thing I do is I go back to those questions. What are those key questions that were that I answered one way when I had some information? Now that there's new information out there, I go back to the questions. I'm like, how would I answer this question now? And does my business, does my life have the space to be able to answer that question differently? So that's the spaciousness, that process spaciousness, I would call, is key for being able to, to uh, think of how we want to do uh, business and life, right? So, so yeah, so those are, I mean, some uh, reflections about uh, where we are now and also the personal level, thinking about, you know, what are those truths? And one thing that's uh, really come up to my attention is how right now we are in a world that truth is very different for different people. People are holding truths very close to their heart and which is, which I think is what should be, but the communication and the relationship around how I handle that truth and another person's truth 
is it's being severed by social media, by the news, by fear, by so many elements of of what are out there. And I think relationship and communication are key. And and sadly, we've lost some of the ways, I mean, of course, with distance, but empathy and understanding how to say things is such an art. Even like this is something that I like to practice even how am I communicating with myself? How am I, you know, now maybe some of you have been uh, putting goals up in that, like how strict are you going to be about those goals? Like how, how do you talk to yourself whenever um, you've, you know, like haven't met your expectations. And from there on that extrapolates into how you speak to others, how you relate to others and their truths and their moments right now. So it's really a lot about relationship and how we communicate where we are with those truths. And just to um, take it to a different realm, I've been really, really curious about understanding communication and understanding language and understanding uh, relationship. Uh, also noticing how limited it is because we have a communication for humans, between humans, and it's not very effective. So I was like, what if I look at other realms? How how does my communication with other living beings is. And so this last year, um, as some of you know, I've been living in the countryside and I moved from cities. I've grown up in cities. I lived in cities uh, most of my life. So this is the first time that I actually grow time with trees and plants and um, harvests. I was lucky enough that where I live right now, there were a lot of fruit trees already. Um, Some fruits that I did not even know existed, even imagine the surprise. And so seeing that development with how nature changes, what's happening, how I interact with it, how nature relates to nature in so many different ways. Everything from rats that come eat the fruit to birds, because it's not all romantic. It's not all, oh yeah, this is the only type of animal that come, little birds and butterflies. No, we have rats, we have ants, we have, well, I'm from Costa Rica, so we have a lot of other wildlife, but seeing it in the Mediterranean, it's been quite fun, nice. And to be part of that ecosystem and understand how all these beings relate to one another, it's been very interesting in that communication with earth as well. Um, I also planted things, some things made it, some things died. Yeah, so that's a whole communication right there. And also communication with animals. I've been uh, working closely, of course, with my own dog, but also uh, with horses. And, you know, it's been interesting to see, especially with horses, how I've been following the work of a woman called Lucy, uh, who lives in Extremadura in Spain. She's done amazing work with horses and and also how horses actually operate in the wild and how they operate uh, domesticated and how uh, we've put onto horses 
the communication that humans have without having observed. So here's an example. A lot of people think that horses have a lead horse or there's a leader horse and you need to dominate that leader horse if you want the whole pack to kind of follow you or listen to you. Well, apparently in the wild, there's no real leader. Here's what happens, according to Lucy, who's observed horses in the wild for many, many years. The horses live in the community, and whenever one horse has a need, it just starts moving. So let's say I'm thirsty, so you start walking towards the water, and then the rest follow and accompany it. Of course, if you're observing this from afar, it looks like there's a leader. Like someone said, we're going to water. But it's not really like a direct leadership. It's a leadership based on everyone following their needs. And then when that water is over, then another one has another need and they start doing that and the rest follow. So of course, so it can look like there's leaders. It looks like, oh, all the horses are following that one and that one. It might be that there's a couple of horses that have more initiative in terms of about their needs. But it's not uh, that there's a leader, like a specific type of leader all the time, and that there's a leader horse and that that model is replicated. It's just been a way, because we work that way, that when we've observed horses, we've kind of projected that image of leadership onto them, when in reality, um, their operation and the way they communicate and relate to each other within their community in the wild is completely different. And unfortunately, making those assumptions has led to how we work with horses nowadays, apart from it being a practice and a way of so many things are, are wrong with how we do that. But um, I'm just giving you a small example of uh, the misunderstanding in relating uh, even to other animals and to how animals relate themselves. So I've been just very curious about, about this, um, about plants, about our relationship with plants, about our relationship with, with the healing of, you know, and when I say plants, I'm not necessarily talking about plant medicine. I'm talking about, you know, rosemary and the plants that are around my garden, you know, calendula, like what are, what are this, what are their healing benefits? How do we as humans relate to them? And it's, fa it's a fascinating world, uh, flowers as well, um, flower essences. It's, um, it's a whole world uh, of relating that it's just bringing a lot of insight that I do. Of course, this is on my personal hobby side, so to speak, but which is bringing a lot of insight into how I think about truth and relationship and connections and how I do life. So, so these are some things that I've been reflecting on and just wanted to, to share with you. Like what are some of those assumptions that we have about how things work just because we've observed them to be one way and, Am I taking enough space to just observe and see how that actually might be different than what I just assumed it was? And, um, and I think that can be true for ourselves. And I always like to practice this first looking at it, you know, as I was saying, communication. Okay, how am I communicating with myself? I like to practice with, with myself first before I venture into the world of the other because everyone's their own world. And everyone has their own communication and their own relationships. So it's interesting to see how you are doing it yourself and have a lot of clarity into how you work and then uh, open up to seeing how that can be different with someone else, how that can be different with 
your business with your team and then take it from from there right so so and and it's key to redesigning because until you don't understand what are the mechanisms until you don't understand what are some of those assumptions that you've made that have led you to make certain decisions to think that the way was a certain way you know if i invest here this is what's going to happen in a world where all those things are being questioned yeah i can i can reactively say wow like everything's so different now everything doesn't follow like a direct trajectory but deeper though is what you know how can i make sure that i have a mechanism a process and i mean i I mean i'm a business person so i like to be efficient about how i do this am i having a process in place to check to understand how i can understand that that's happened you know like understand that there's been uh, a change or something's different and how can i make it really how can I become aware of it? And then how can I execute change accordingly so that I'm not just being reactive, but I'm going proactively making those decisions before the inertia of the normal or the usual pops in for me, right? So that means like also taking a bold uh, step, a bold leap in many time, in many occasions and being the first to do something. I mean, I... I think for a lot of people, I guess for some people, <laughs> I have a radical type of lifestyle. I make decisions uh, like that don't make sense many times in the usual sense of the word, but they make sense to me because of this logic that I'm uh, referring to. So, so that's what matters right now. Like what makes sense to, to you, to your business, to the changes you want to bring forth to the world, to your family, what makes sense for, for, for what are those assumptions and what are those mechanisms that need to be there and what makes sense now? And I think that might look different to what always or more normally made sense because we are reinventing the formulas of what the answers could be. So, so anyway, so that's, uh, I mean, I'm kind of improvising this talk, as I said. So whatever is coming is what I'm sharing. And then just, uh, well, I just did want to share a couple updates in terms of what's happening in with redesign travel and business and my business in particular, and a little bit, a couple of things that, that I'm looking at right now and that I'm sharing. So, so redesign travel podcast, I renamed their redesign travel and life because yeah, it's impossible for me to talk about redesign without going into the personal realm, um, as I was just sharing now. And I think it is important to understand that any change, any redesign, any reimagining comes also from the individuals, from the humans, from those connections. So, so all the conversations originally were meant to be towards the travel industry with all people that I've talked to, it ended up being a lot more personal, a lot more deeper. And I felt it was a shame to just refer to it as of travel, just to make sure that we were reaching more of a crowd, let's say. And also, yeah, because there's so many valuable insights with all the people that I've talked to. So I think there's always something you can take uh, home for life, at least. So so that's why also, so I'm really enjoying doing these. I'm doing them mainly with people that inspire me. And it's just been such a great journey. There's no, 
let's say like business model around redesign travel and life. It's more uh, something I do to share and to be connected and to um, relate also with people who are listening, but I love doing it. So I'm definitely going to keep doing it. 2022 for sure. Authenticity is my travel company, B Corp certified for five years. Actually, yes, we got certified the first time in 2016. I'm very happy. We we had already published and won an, an award uh, for the case study that a university published for us, uh, business school. It's how the business school uh, university in Barcelona wrote a business case study about us that won an award. And uh, also uh, more recently, an uh, academic paper about authentic leadership. And I'm very keen always, one of the reasons, speaking about the why, about doing business for me is really define those logics of how to do things, but also making sure that I'm sharing them. And um, as some of you might know, I'm quite uh, obsessed, I would say, with education and education, especially university education, education systems. And I do believe that for any real long-term change to emerge, we need to focus on how we're doing uh, university and the learning and change for the next generation. So that's why I've been working as a professor and in universities for the last 12 years, mainly teaching, but I also like to publish and make case studies and share, share, share. Um, Of course, I can't share me about me. Well, I can't, this is me sharing about me right now, but, but it's, um, it's better when, uh, it's actually academic, uh, professors and other ones that are writing about what you're doing. So, so that's a paper on about authentic leadership, how to stay true to your mission, to your vision, especially as a social entrepreneur, where you want to have impact and, uh, you know, and how to run a business from a different type of perspective. So it's a short paper, but it's full of data and more questions for you to be able to redesign strategies. So anyway, in case authenticity, it's been, I mean, this um, new wave has definitely uh, set back a couple of the plans that we had for early this year. But um, we always, and going back to how we scale, always thinking about how to expand. And for me, the most important part of the business is the network of our partners. So all those organizations that we do business with, that we do experiences with, that are nonprofits, social organizations, they are the base of, and sorry for anyone who's listening, who who doesn't know authenticities, it's a platform for social impact travel. So it's written authenticity with an S at the end. And it's basically a platform for social impact experiences. So we've co-designed two, three hour travel experiences with nonprofits in cities. And we have over 120 experiences in over 40 cities around the world. And we've been operating since December, 2014 officially. And since a lot earlier unofficially, Um, I'm saying the the day we actually set up the company and it's been a beautiful journey, a beautiful ride. Uh, We're working right now on, um, on our impact report and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you because it shares our journey and also measurement um, strategy and future. 
what we're thinking about next. So in that sense, wait for that to pop up, but also uh, know that we're expanding um, the how and um, the community element and the business element as well. So I'm uh, looking into what will make us more resilient and what will make us expand more. So some things will pop up out of this and I'll be sharing uh, soon enough. And um, also in terms of learning, I did launch with another social entrepreneur I admire and have known for a long time. We launched a course called Start the B Corp. Um, it's only in Spanish, but if you go www.startabcorp.com, um, we wanted as B Corporations and B Corporations are certified companies that have been audited for the highest level of integrity in terms of economic, environmental and social let's say metrics and it's a hard certification to to get um, and one that we're both very proud of to have and to be part of this community that is really bringing business as a catalyst for good and a lot of people are always asking how can i become a b corp and um there's not a lot out there or there is some out there but we wanted to bring a perspective that comes from entrepreneurs to entrepreneurs because and that, that was also one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, in this podcast. You know, there's the you know, I, and I feel it too. As a, you know, there's the the teaching. So if you go to professors in universities, I'm a professor. I love it, but it's very different to be a professor and to be a practitioner, and to be in the day to day. So. I think if you're thinking about being in the day-to-day, -day, you need to hear about it from someone who's in the day-to-day -day or who has done it from the day-to-day. -day. I know that for me has been the most useful of, of mentorships and uh, support when starting out was hearing from people that were doing it. And, uh, and unfortunately, those conversations are just conversations. They're not mm, teaching. So I, I wanted to democratize a bit that space. And um, we brought this first uh, course, very easy, intuitive to follow. And, um, and hopefully we'll be doing it in English uh, soon, but we wanted to do it first in Spanish because we both live in Spain and we wanted to share with our um, most immediate community, but of course, looking to expand. And I'm also um, looking very closely to regenerative travel, regenerative tourism, regeneration being for me, uh, really the space of where we're going next with authenticities. Uh, we've already been a huge part of it. Um, the way the business is built, but you know, when we speak about regeneration and in this podcast, we have spoke about it a lot, but it's more about how, we can enhance and thrive in social ecological systems. So that's zooming out and really looking in the business, looking at yourself as part of a system. And the systemic approach is key. So because it, it changes everything. It moves from, you know, from a business logic to a systemic logic. So not like one plus one equals two, it's like one plus one you know, it's altering, it's alchemizing, it's catalyzing. So it might equal four. And, and that logic is completely different in how you make decisions and how you think about things. So it's super interesting to explore this, the regenerative uh, concepts. It also moves from like, let's say a dynamic intelligence, but also a nonlinear one. 
uh, where relationships are key, where you really look at those um, of your stakeholders and everyone that's part of your place of where you're at and where you're planting. You know, it really takes from learning from agriculture, from how the world works and putting that into business. So connection is very important because you're not just doing business somewhere you're embedded in an ecosystem and this transformations of thought lead to understanding that it's really all about relationships and that to me is uh, super interesting to explore further so i started the portal also in spanish turismoregenerativo.com to talk about more what regenerative travel means and starting with place um i was keen to do it first in spain and then in europe but also uh looking at you know what does regenerative leadership mean so there's going to be some things coming out of that exploration that i would love to share with you um and with the world and uh hopefully again uh, with the idea and concept to democratize knowledge around the things from a practitioner from a person you know from those of us who are actually uh waking up and doing it and not just thinking about it so um i think because my main goal is that everyone does a little bit that everyone understands that they have the capacity to be creators to be entrepreneurs to be uh change makers in a way in whatever small aspect they can do it so so that's also happening and and for now also this is term of the year i am loving uh living in the countryside i'm loving uh, my relationship with nature animals on a daily basis i am loving um being in a mediterranean paradise uh place so i'll probably um be staying uh in mallorca for for longer I started as a prototype and I'm going to ex- explore the prototype a bit longer and um so yeah so that's um also a bit like at a personal level so you're you're listening to this you want to stop by and see uh, all the regeneration that's happening in in the Balearic Islands um there's also a real possibility of transformation there it being a smaller place and more contained it's easier to see the initiatives of regeneration that happen so yes these are some updates from my side that i also wanted to send because i know that when i do a personal episode it is more people that know me personally that will listen even though i take the strides to also put this on media that can be reached worldwide but the personal ones i guess are more for for those who are more connected somehow but you also never know life surprises you <laughs> so yeah anyway i think i am going to wrap up this conversation because it's been going on for a while and i just want to thank you for being part of the journey in whatever way that you have been listening sharing commenting uh, sending love likes notes ideas being there in whatever way um so just wanted to say thanks for that and i also want to wish you a super uh, great 2022 with health happiness and love and relationships that are deep and connected and based on truths even if those truths are different for the people um inside them 
and feel free to connect send uh, some notes some love and again if there's an episode that you really loved or liked i'm super keen to hear about it and yeah wishing you very many humble inquiries and questions that will guide your resilient and expansive 2022 thank you for being part of the redesign travel family and talk to you soon